Hey, Craft Beer Bucket List fans. You know, Ray and I have collaborated with the Arkansas Brewers Guild to create a podcast series specifically for the Arkansas Beer Trail. And we've had a ton of fun visiting the different breweries around the state of Arkansas. Absolutely, we have. So without further ado, I just want to jump right in and we're going to kick off an episode literally right now. Welcome to the Arkansas BeerCast with Big Ray and Mike from Craft Beer Bucket List. In this episode, we will be visiting an Arkansas brewery you have to try before you die. Welcome back to another epic episode of the Arkansas BeerCast. I'm excited to talk to you about another brewery that my bro Mike and I got to visit, Diamond Bear in North Little Rock, Arkansas. But what's going to make this episode even better is when we actually get to hear Mike. Mike, what are you doing, buddy? I'm waiting on you to tell us about this brewery. Dude, I'm going to tell you all about Diamond Bear. How about that? So... Can I Obviously. say something? Absolutely. Something. Oh, well, that's special. That, what, no, no, what I was going to say is, you know, um, we visited this place a couple of times now together. Yes. And I know this most recent visit, we recorded some stuff with like uh, Joe, the brewer, uh, the owner, Russ, and then uh, Brittany, who's like a, a tour guide, graphic designer, et cetera. But I think the thing that I, the reason I was excited it's because you and I had, had several of their beers. We'd had some of their food, but we got to meet the people behind this stuff. Right. right. Uh, so I, I was super excited about this. This this was a special episode for me. No, absolutely it was. And there were a couple of surprises, you know, for me as well, whenever we got to, to talk to Russ and the team, uh, things I didn't know about on our first visit. Right. So yeah, yeah amazing beer. Um, and also root beer, which we'll, we'll get into in a little bit. That's something that gets me excited. And uh, so, yeah, so one, again, I like, you know, Diamond Bear. And, uh, you know, while you're, you're probably hearing us going down the road right now somewhere in Arkansas. So type this in your GPS, 600 North Broadway in North Little Rock, Arkansas, 72114. Yeah, it's just on the north side That's of right. the river. Just on the north side of the river in North Little Rock. And a couple of things that I really like about the location here. It's very well placed. It's in a great spot on the map. There's a lot of cool stuff here that's very walkable. Um, whether you start your night at Diamond Bear or you end your night or your day at Diamond Bear, um, it's it's a great place, right? A lot of cool stuff around the area. And for on-site me, that parking. gets me excited. That, yes, on-site parking, which is a big deal. They've got a good-sized parking lot. Right. Uh, very, yeah. very accommodating. You know, they've got a nice indoor and outdoor space. There's some cool stuff outside. And, uh, you know, it's you guys get to hear me. Um, you guys don't get to see Big Ray. Um, something I've got to talk about, Mike, is they have a Ray-sized chair that you can sit in outside next to this epic mural. Yeah. And I felt tiny inside of this thing. Mind you, I'm 6'5 and 400 pounds. I am literally the broad side of the barn. And uh, 
I had room for two more of me in that chair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He did. <clears throat> I did. Well, and so- Mike took an epic photo of that, by the way. So yeah. um, I think it went up on our, on our Instagrams, uh, which is great. Yeah. But this isn't about us, Mike. It's not about me, but it's, it's about Diamond Bear. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I have in front of me a blue golden lager by Diamond Bear Brewing. Pretty and I know good. you've got a, a Victory IPA. Victory IPA. From yes. So what I'd like to do is have us crack our cans, and then we're going to listen to Brittany uh, tell us about the history of Diamond Bear. So let, I'll let you crack yours first. All right. Ready? That's pretty good. Here I go. You ready? Oh, snap. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Brittany, who's a tour guide, she helps with the graphic design. She's got a lot of – she's a person with many hats. Uh, she's going to tell us a little bit about the history of Diamond Bear. So Diamond Bear Brewing Company is Arkansas's award-winning brewery. The name Diamond Bear comes from the first two nicknames for Arkansas. Initially, Arkansas was called the Bear State, but in 1905, when diamonds were discovered in Arkansas, it was changed to the Diamond State. So, you know, I know the owner has a lot of love for history, you know, be it the state of Arkansas or just brewing history in general. So, you know, I think people see that when they come here to the tap room. Um, They can taste it when they taste the quality beer. It's like there's a lot of love for the process and the history and, you know, you know, tapping into our local resources too. All right, dude. Yeah. Love that. Love that stuff so much. I really do. So we talked about the parking lot, Mike, and uh, you know, when you pull up a lot of spots to park uh, again, when you see the front, you see the outdoor seating area and uh, there's two entrances in the front. You can either go to the right by the big rocking chair and go in through like their little merch shop. If you will, you can buy, you know, beer to go in there. They've got their cans. They've got a lot of cool merch. They've got hats and shirts and stickers and some other swag available. But you can also enter to the left um, where they have an outdoor patio area, you know, nice spot. Um, They've got some larger tables for some groups and they got some more intimate settings. Uh, But as you walk through that, you enter in the tap room and it just gets a lot cooler from there. They They have a really huge tap room, actually. You can sit at the bar, which is nice. And uh, as you walk past like their little merch store, there's some another seating area, um, which is quite cool. Um, and if you go even beyond the bar, you can walk past the bar. And if you walk down this little hallway, you can find the little galley that takes you into the kitchen because they have a full service kitchen available. Also right. cool. Yeah. And uh, if you keep going to the back, there's another small bar. Uh, more, I, I think they uh, host some other little things back there, and like also special events little, and whatnot. Special events, yes. Uh, much better verbiage than I was using there, Mike. Uh, but also, that is the gateway um, to get you into the tour that they have, and we'll, we can talk about more of that later. Yeah. Um, but I, I find all of those little things super cool. It, it's more right. than just a place to grab a beer; it's become a destination. And right. all these things combined make it exactly that. So, but you, again, you guys are probably traveling. You're driving. If you're the driver, watch the road. Uh, for the passengers, pop out those smartphones. Take a look at diamondbear.com. Find them on the Facebook, the Instagram, and the Twitter at Diamond Bear Brewing Co. Uh, but if you look at them on Twitter, it's just uh, twitter.com, you know, slash diamond underscore bear. Or right. At diamond underscore bear. 
So I think if you just like search Diamond Bear Brewing, it'll pop up on all of them. It'll it'll bring them all up for you. Yeah. yeah. So just what, however you get there on the on the, on the internet is fine. It'll work. Right. So and a couple of things to think about. We talk about this every episode. While you're looking them up and you're planning a trip, make sure you're going on a day they're open. <laughs> yeah, so that's a good. big deal. That's a big deal because they're closed on Mondays. But that's the uh, only Tuesday. day. That's the only day, right? Okay. And that's pretty common, you know, for breweries to be closed on a Sunday or not usually Sunday, but a Monday or a Tuesday. Right. Uh, so, but Diamond Bear closed on Mondays. They're open Tuesday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Saturday and Sunday, they open at noon. Um, but Saturday, they're open till 8 and Sunday, they're open till 6. So plan accordingly and uh, you'll have a great time. So while we were there, we also tried a variety of beers. One thing that I think is uh, pretty neat is on our, on our podcast, the craft beer bucket list, our, our original podcast, um, you and I have featured a beer from diamond beer. It was a pig trail Porter. Uh, we had that a while back and it was pretty good. Um, so we did, so because we had had that, we didn't try that while we were on site while we were on site, we tried five different beers or four beers and a seltzer. So we had yep. the Irish Red, we had the Victory IPA, the Two-Term IPA, the Blue Golden Lager, and the Mango Seltzer. And a- again, you're having the Victory IPA right now, and I'm bring- yes. drinking the Blue Golden uh, Lager as we speak. Um, so the Irish Red, I thought it was a pretty, uh, you know, what I'll call a straightforward Irish Red. I thought it was really good. Um, you know, it was, it was on the mark for the beer style. Uh, and I, and I, I enjoyed it. I think this is a beer that you can enjoy with a lot of different situations. Uh, you know, it's not too heavy handed in the flavor. Um, but really let's let, uh, we got two clips here. I want to hear first from Brittany, uh, talking about the Irish red, and then we're going to ha- listen to, uh, Joe, the brewer. He's going to tell us a little bit about it as well. Now we're about to have the, the little red strawberry lager. So, uh, the base of this, uh, is the, the blue. Um, so it's a clean lager. Um, but we add real strawberries during the process. So it is not too fruity at all. Um, it is very drinkable. So say I had a full pint and you don't get tired of it. You know, sometimes fruity beers, you get really tired of it in the middle of the glass. And this one is just, it's great all the way through. It's just that hint of strawberry. You smell it, you taste it, but it's not too much. And of course, named after a local river, which is always fun. The base is basically, it's it's the same base that we use in our blue golden lager. We just add strawberries to that base. And so it's basically blue with really well-balanced strawberries. I've really worked hard to try to get that, get that balance. All right. So the next beer that we tried at the brewery is the one you're having right now. Um, this is the Victory IPA, and th- this is a, uh, a pretty important beer for Diamond Beer, right? Um, it is, absolutely. So tell me what you think about the Victory. So the Victory IPA is, to me, more of a traditional IPA uh, beer, if you will. They, they stayed very true to the style. There's no frills, no funky stuff going on here. It is very much a classic IPA. Now, the IBUs are right on point. The hoppiness is on point. The pininess is on point. Uh, so it's got that punch in the tongue with the bitters that I love so much and, and talk about uh, so often. Uh, so for me, 
solid, solid IPA. Ab- absolutely love it. Okay, so let's cut to Russ real quick. We've got a couple of clips from him chatting about the Victory IPA. Well, we originally, when we started in 2000, it was the first beer that we sold. I think we actually brewed our Munich Lager first, but it took a little longer. And so the Pale Ale that we came out with was the first beer. I was going to cut, it's an, and I was trying to like an American Brown Ale, a Munich Lager, an English style Pale Ale, and we were going to call it Victory Pale Ale then, but I had some folks, and there was a reason behind that. I was going to put the uh, HMS Victory on there, which is the flagship, the most famous ship in British history on the can. And the person, several people said, uh, people won't understand that. So we did kind of like Sierra Nevada did. We just, Sierra Nevada just like unique branding instead of uh, step-down branding or separate branding. And so we just called it Diamond Bear Pale and with our last uh, um, design phase of the cans, we chose to go ahead and put the bear on there. It's a Churchill bear with a victory sign and victory. But the victory actually has like three meetings now. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's associated with Churchill, but it's associated with the, uh, well, the victory is, the, if you know a little bit of history, Churchill's first victory sign was a little bit incorrect. It wasn't this, it was this. Okay. Which to the more common folks meant up your. Yeah. Mm. Something so not <laughs> so nice. It, was, it had a little bit more pejorative yeah. meaning. It was not acceptable. And, yeah. <laughs> he didn't know that, and he had to be explained that. But it's it's got a little bit of yeah. attitude for it. All right. That was our first clip of Russ talking about the Victory IPA. Uh, let's hear just a little bit more of what he has to say about that awesome beer. We, uh, we started tweaking the beer, and I worked with our head brewer at that time, Charlie Clay. And I said, well, we need to get the hops a little different. So we use a Cascade hops along with the Fuggle hops. The Fuggle is a traditional English hops. Um, where were we at? So the hops are really, the, the bittering hops is important, but the aroma hop in it is very important. So it's a bit of a hybrid. It's a West Coast beer as well as a, an English-style pale ale. Okay. And uh, so we came out with that, and it was the very first metal. We met 2003 won a silver. Okay. And the GABF. Okay. 2004 won a gold medal in the World Beer Cup. Nice. Now, keep in mind, we didn't, you got to pay money to enter these things. A lot of people think, well, why didn't you win the next year? Well, we didn't enter it the next year. <laughs> so, and then we went on to win three, no, excuse me, that's silver, gold, gold, and gold. And we won back to back gold medals in the World Beer Cup. And keep in mind, they only have the World Beer Cup every two years, they don't have okay. it every year like GABF. So it was ranked the number one classic English pale ale by judges, qualified judges, blind judges in the world for four years. Okay, so to complement the Victory IPA, I don't know if compliment's the right word, to follow it up, right? We've got the two-term double IPA. Um, This this was a double IPA, and, and typical Mike style, I preferred the double IPA over the normal IPA, run of the mill IPA. But you're the IPA guy. Tell us what you thought about this double. Yeah, so I really like the two-term IPA as well. Uh, I, I like how they tied in, you know, some, uh, I don't want to get political, but I mean, two-term, obviously, it's got some political connotation to it. Not one side or the other, just two-term. It just means two terms, right? So a cool name. I love stuff like that. 
Uh, but this beer is is a beautiful beer. It pours a wonderful golden orange. Uh, has a has a thin head that fades quickly, right? Sometimes I like a two or a three finger head on these. Uh, this didn't have that, but it did leave some nice lacing on the glass. So big fan of that. Uh, definitely has some uh, citrus smell to it as you bring it up to your nose. You get some of that, you know, pineapple and orange, just those classic citrusy notes that you expect. Uh, got some malty sweetness about it. Uh, not super hoppy. I mean, it's a double IPA. I mean, we're cranking up the ABV to dial the bitterness down. And I think that's why you like it a little bit more, Mike, because it doesn't have those those just punchy bitters. Right, right. Um, so, and it does, it in the mouthfeel, tends to be a little more silky, I think, in a double, at least for me, than it does a traditional IPA. True. And, and so let's let's cut to Joe real quick, the the guy that brews the beer, the, the guy that knows all about it. Here he is talking about the uh, the double. Two-term IPA is a double IPA. Oh, no. okay. That's um, <laughs> It's a 9.9%, so she's a big girl. Yeah. She's Just a big girl. Yeah, no she joke, right? is uh, one of those beers that uh, I don't drink a lot of in the tap room. Um, that's one of those beers that I will take home and, and consume. Um, that's a It's a fantastic double IPA. Um, lots of West Coast hops. It's a complete just... It's very sneaky boozy. There's no alcohol heat. So you'll be sitting there. You'll sit and have three or four of those. And then it's like, uh uh-oh. Yeah. I mean, it really is. But it's not heavy. It's not uh, cloyingly sweet like a lot of double IPAs are. It's very a clean finish. All right, so Ray, we got to get back to back to the basics over here. Um, we do <laughs> the blue golden lager, and this is this is a beer that you can find uh, everywhere. It seems like because uh, this is one of the first beers I had from there, even before I went to the brewery. The blue golden lager. It is a slightly sweet lager. Uh, it it it's got a good mouthfeel. Um, it's very drinkable, uh, crushable. This is a beer that you can drink right after you mow the lawn. It's hot out. This is a beer you can drink while you're at the grill. Uh, this is a beer you can drink while you're recording the Arkansas Beer Cast. Um, it, it's overall, it's just got a solid base to it. Uh, good malt backbone. Um, and I'll be honest, you know, like it reminds me a little bit of a cream ale, you know, uh, in, in some of its uh, flavor profiles. But uh, I'll say it is it is very good, and I this is one that I uh, when we left the brewery, we took some beer home with us. Yeah, and this absolutely. this is a beer this is a beer that I snagged to take with us because I knew that um, if I have friends over, that it's very uh, it's a shareable beer. You know, it's very approachable from a wider range of folks. Uh, but again, let's cut to Joe uh, again. The brewer knows best. Let's cut to Joe and hear him talk about the golden lager. Uh, the blue golden lager is just a classic uh, pills, just kind of like the German pills. Just classic, easy drinking, um, low bitterness, low hoppiness, really balanced, clean finish. Um, it's kind of like if somebody comes into the tap room and says, what do you have that tastes like Bud Light? Some, <laughs> someone who's never had a craft beer before. And Joe, dude, I, I love. I tell you what, Joe's a great guy. I had a great time talking with him. Uh, even after we were done recording, I got to have about a twenty-minute conversation with him, and just super good guy. Right. Um, but I got to circle back to this mango seltzer, Mike. 
Um, yeah. Anyone that knows me knows I'm not a seltzer person. I've tried so many, and this was the closest seltzer I've had to liking. It did. I actually tasted mango in it, which was nice. But for me, it's too <laughs> carbonated. I couldn't. I wanted to because I liked the mango, but I know you really enjoyed it. So, how about you tell us more about your experience? You know, uh, when this when this seltzer craze kind of started, uh, I want to say kicked off, but kind of ramped up. Uh, I was hesitant, and I, I tried a couple of uh, you know brands not to be named, and I was like, okay, you know, like I don't think this is for me, but I get it. Right. I get it. It's, uh, it's, it's like the old man, the old curmudgeon that doesn't want people on his lawn, but he understands that people are going to be on his lawn, I guess. But so, (laughs) right. And so, uh, Russ insisted that we try this, you know, uh, we were like, Hey, you know, this is, this is a beer podcast, not a seltzer podcast. I remember saying that to him and he laughed, (laughs) but no, he's like, no, he's like, just try it. And, And I'll be honest uh, it, 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 I'm okay with them and it still surprised me. Um, so we had the mango, uh, while we were sitting there talking to Russ. Um, but so I like the flavor on that. It's very light, uh, as far as it sits on a stomach light. It is a little bit more carbonated. Um, but I think the flavor went well with the carbonation. And I think that overall, this is a great beer, uh, for those, uh, hot summer nights, I think it's a great, I said beer, it's a great drink for those hot go. summer nights. It's, it's a great drink. If, uh, you know, you want to drink more than just a couple, you can, you know, they're very, uh, crushable and sessionable. You can have quite a few of them. Um, so it surprised me later after we got done tasting, I went and had, uh, Brittany provided me uh, a couple more, uh, tasters and they were all pretty good. Um, I enjoyed them all. Um, so, well, Hard seltzer isn't my go-to drink. If somebody said, hey, I really want some hard seltzer or Mike pick me up some hard seltzer or something like that, I would have no hesitation picking up uh, Diamond Bear products on this because I think the flavor was on was was there for every one of them I tried. Um, so to kind of round this out of our beers we tasted on site, let's listen to Russ uh, chat a little bit about the mango seltzer. Brittany just pulled my favorite, the, the Diamond Mango Peach. The first. Uh, this is the very first one we came out with. We came out right in the freaking middle of COVID, middle okay. of March. We introduced it. We sold out of it. I had never drank a seltzer before. I've still never drank a Diamond. I don't yeah. think I've had When I he hired time. me, that was he was like, you're going to take the lead on the seltzer. And I was like, I know nothing about seltzer. But we learned pretty quick. Yeah, we so, did. You know, but there, it is not like your grandfather's or dad's root beer where it went up real quick and went down real quick. I think that's here to stay because people are into the low carb, low cal business. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not going away. And these seltzers, ours is uh, 5% alcohol, two carbs, two carbs. Yeah. And uh, gluten free. And it's it tastes fantastic. That's, that's my favorite. All right. So again, Ray and I tried the Irish Red, the Victory IPA, the two-term double IPA, the Blue Gold Lager, and the Mango Seltzer there at the brewery. We, you know, we had a great uh, tasting session with Joe, Russ, and Brittany. We enjoyed chatting it up while we were uh, trying those different beers. Um, so before we kind of round this out and lead into a commercial, I, you know, a couple other beers I've had from them. I've had their Oktoberfest. It's just called Fest. 
It's a pretty straightforward uh, Marzen. Um, their Little Red, which is their strawberry lager, is a, a a pretty darn good strawberry lager. It's got a light strawberry flavor on flavor uh, from front to back. Um, I've had their presidential IPA at this point, um, which was pretty good. You know, again, uh, folks that uh, listen to our podcast uh, frequently know that IPAs are not my go-to style. I think this is another pretty straightforward IPA, and it's something that's uh, very approachable by a wide number of people. And last but not least, I want Big Ray to talk about the Big Rock root beer. Dude, I straight love this root beer. Yeah, it I know. Is, That's why I was so I gave, good. I, oh. I, I gave you a softball here. Go ahead. You, you set me up for this home run here, Mike. So the Big Rock root beer. Uh, if you're a root beer fan at all, uh, you need to drink this, right? If, if you don't like root beer, drink it. It's it's just like, mm. you know, there's some breweries out there. They just take like the root beer syrup. They throw some carbonation in it. And they're like, ta-da, we made some root beer. It's like, no, not really. You made a fountain drink. Uh, but here they take all the, the ingredients and they like from scratch make their own root beer. And you can tell the quality is there, the flavors there. And what I like about this, there, there's two things to me that stand out. One, it's definitely a carbonated beverage, but it's not too carbonated. It makes it really easy to drink. Right. And uh, it's also not like just over the top uber sweet. It's just got the right amount of sweetness. It's not like the flavor was missing. So like, hey, let's throw eight more pounds of sugar in this. It's not that at all. Just the right amount. And it, it's clean. It's refreshing. It's delicious. And also, you know, so many breweries are kid-friendly. You can bring your kiddos on site. And uh, where they can't have a beer, they can have a root beer. And I feel like this is a drink you can give to the kiddos and not feel like you're getting them just all sugared up. So two big things for me, plus a big, awesome caveat. So we're going to go to commercial break. When we get back, we're going to talk to Brittany and Joe about what makes Diamond Bear beer special, where you can get their beer, and we're going to talk about a few other things about food and whatnot. So we'll be right back. Ray, you and I both love to travel. Something I love to do is visit national parks uh, and state parks, right? Sure, sure. What's your, uh, what's one of your favorite parks? So my favorite park is Yellowstone. I yeah. absolutely love it. It's a pretty iconic place. park. Very yeah. iconic. What's your favorite national park, Mike? I, I, I got to say it's probably the Grand Canyon. Uh, it's just the, the feeling you get when you look out across it is just amazing. It's incredible. Um, right. But so the reason I'm bringing this up is I, I just want to uh, cue everybody in to a, a very cool nonprofit initiative called Parks and Pints. P-A-R-K-S-N. P-I-N-T-S. So Parks and Pints, it's combining our love for beer and combining our love for parks. They do a lot of different things to raise money to conserve, educate, and all that kind of stuff. And I just want to encourage everybody to go check them out. Uh, you can buy swag and support their cause and all that kind of stuff. It's at Parks and Pints on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And visit parksandpints.com. So Ray, we, we both like Diamond Bear beer. Now you prefer the IPA. Uh, I prefer, you know, the fast beer, the Irish red, the, the blue golden, all that kind of stuff. Um, we, we, Brittany and Joe both talked about something that made their beer special, which was the water quality. And, you know, it, it was interesting to me that they both separately, this is what's interesting to me is, they were in different parts of the conversation. We were talking to Brittany about one thing and Joe about another. But anyway, they both came back to this water quality thing. So 
Let's listen to Brittany first talk about the water. Our water here in central Arkansas is so great. Like I'm from North Arkansas, you know, in the woods where sometimes the water tastes like sulfur. So, you know, to come down here and like have like really balanced showers and skincare and like the water quality is so great coming from central Arkansas. And so to, to have the beer here um, be made from that quality, you know, I think that's that's something to mention. Okay, and so let's just let's just cut right to Joe talking about water quality as well. It makes my job a lot easier because we don't have to do any water chemistry. We don't have to work with water profiles and adding calcium chloride and this and that and the other to try to to get that water to the right the right quality to. Uh, to brew that style. Sure. We can brew any style we want to here with no water treatment. Yeah. So the, so there you have it. The beer, the beer is good for a good reason. They've got good recipes, they've got good water, and they've got great people. Um, so while we were there, we had we had a flight. We had several different tasters. While you're in the brewery, you can get a flight. Um, you can pick a variety of beers. Um, you can you get to pick. You don't have to go all light beers or all dark beers or all IPAs or anything like that. You can pick which ones you want. You can also buck up to the bar and order you a pint, right? I, I like mean, to order pints. I do. Yeah. I'm a big guy. I like a couple pints. You know, it really depends on my mood. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? I want to try, you know, a variety. And then sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I'm going all in for this lager or this stout. But anyway, you can do both. Right. They've, they've got a, a couple different uh, options there for you. They also have, you know, you talked about when you first go into their, their side door, you got the merch with all the, the, their beer. They can, I think they can every beer they make. So you can yeah. go in and get a six pack or a case. You can get a case of beer, man, right there at the brewery, right? Right there. They've got, I'm talking about the golden lager, uh, the fest beer, the two-term double IPA, the victory IPA, all the beers, right? Yeah, and there was another thing I really liked uh, where they don't have a pick six. They have a thing where you can pick your case. You can yes. get a case of beers, and all four sixers can be a different variety of beer, and they advertise it. They're just like that. That's the first time I've seen it, and I thought that was really cool. Right. And so uh, let's let's listen to Russ talk about uh, cans and growlers there at Diamond Bear. Almost all of our beers are in, that we have, that we offer right now, are in cans. Now, it depends on whether you go to a liquor store or Walmart. <laughs> if you go to Walmart, you're probably going to... We've, we've done very well with Walmart and Grocery Channel in general, sure. but uh, they've got our Blue Golden Lager, our strawberry, little red strawberry lager. They've got our Victory Pale Ale. They probably have our Diamond, Hard Sparkling Seltzer, mm -hmm. or our Sampler. And they might have our Presidential IPA. Okay. Might have it. You know, a liquor store, it depends on the, where it's located. If, if it's uh, in prominent area that's heavy in craft, as they call it, probably have all of them. Yeah. Pig Trail Porter, Irish Red, uh, the different diamonds. and. Uh, all right. And so the other part that's very important is not everybody can go to the brewery to get Diamond Bear beer. In very fact, true. my first beers from Diamond Bear were not at the brewery. I went to a uh, the closest place to get beer, 
and got the blue golden lager. So let's take a moment to listen to Russ talking about distribution, uh, where you can get Diamond Bear beer out in the great wide open. Little Rock, or Little Rock. I mean, most people look at Little Rock as just one metro area. So we're uh, predominantly in central Arkansas, but we've got very good distribution throughout the state of Arkansas. And we're in western Tennessee, Memphis. Uh, we built that up very nicely, and we're up as far as Jackson. Um, we're looking to expand, but we were doing that, and then COVID came along. And so we just kind of hunkered down in our foxhole sure. and just tried to ride this thing out, which it's starting to, it's, you know, you, we've been busy today and yeah. we'll be busy this evening. And uh, I think the uh, COVID thing is finally, finally getting, we're getting past it. Okay, Ray, you're the food right. guy. You're the food I'm guy. I'm the foodie. I'm, I am Tell us about the food. Tell us about the food. The food guy. So a couple of things that stand, yeah, they have a full service kitchen. Check out their menu. They'll bring one out to you. Uh, you know, the first visit you and I had there, Mike, we shared a thing of fries and I thought they were fantastic. Um, it's kind of like what you get at some of the, the nationwide chains where they like make, cut their own fries on site. They deep right. fry them. I'm not sure what kind of salt they used. Uh, but dude, I, I was all into it. It's not like the cheap, you know, table salt that you get. It was a little crunchier and enjoyable. So it had a great flavor and texture, just dipping in some ketchup and just classic snack food with the beer. I love that. And I think they're smart with the salt they use because it makes you thirsty and you want to buy another beer. So there's a reason behind everything, and it, and it works out well here. Uh, the nachos are pretty stellar, so I highly recommend those. But really, it just depends on what you feel like eating. Order that and then find you a beer to pair with it. I talk all the time about how epic it is that beer pairs so well with food. Just an amazing thing that we get to enjoy. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm getting all choked up thinking about it here, Mike. But... Look at the menu. Seriously, you got my two recommendations, um, but check out something that you like and go for it. I, you know, the when you and I went, we had the the fries, and after that, I had the cheese curds. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, um, I, yeah. Now that you say, yeah, those were pretty yeah. good too, dude. Yeah, like, those were really good. That. No, I, I just thought, you know, like, I don't know, like it's hard to mess up cheese curds, but you know, it's it's also hard to make them great. And these were pretty darn good. I think the. The, the chunks of cheese were pretty good size. They weren't too small. Um, you know, the the breading was uh, done just right. It wasn't too heavy or too light. And it was fried uh, just right. I mean, so they, you can tell they take their food as seriously as they do their beer, which is something I'm pretty impressed with because I've gone to several breweries where that's, that may not be the case, right? That Their focus sure. is obviously on the beer. Here at Diamond Beer, they, they make sure that they have a good – food product to complement their great beer product. Yeah, that's a I big deal. They, they have great food and they have great beer. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So, you know, and we've talked about this a lot on our, on our own podcast, Mike, you know, the folks that tend to gravitate to breweries, uh, we go for quality. We want a higher quality product. Now uh, we want something that's, that's done locally crafted, well crafted with care. And if you're that particular about your beer, odds are you've got a, a well-refined palate also for food. And so for me, it's a big deal. Like they do a diamond beer, how they, you, you know, they're passionate about their beer. When you talk to, to Russ and Joe and Brittany, you know, they're very passionate about it. And it means a lot to me as a foodie that they pay this much attention also to their food products in the kitchen. So big win-win uh, for me. You know, um, Something else is 
you know, you talked about at the very beginning is sometimes you start at Diamond Bear and you go out into the North Little Rock and maybe the downtown Little Rock area. Sometimes you're doing something already in the area and you wind up at Diamond Bear. Um, so we asked Brittany what kind of stuff uh, people do in the area uh, just to, you know, what, what other type of stuff beyond just Diamond Bear. Uh, so here she is. Uh, there's so much to do in Central Arkansas. Um, I'm a young adult, so I go to, uh, you know, Argenta District has a lot going on. So say my birthday, my 30th birthday, I had it here in the back room of Diamond Bear and invited, you know, 50 people. And then we walked down to Main Street and then we hit a couple pubs, um, you know, saw some live music. I'm pretty sure there was a Swedish folk band that played um that came from the netherlands so that was pretty tight but you've got simmons bank arena right here go watch some professional wrestling go see some basketball go see some baseball at the trav stadium uh take a trolley across the river and go eat some fine dining you know um there's so much to do around here this place is so well plugged in so walkable so connected um, and you know, not to mention there's really great food here too. So, so yeah. So again, after hearing Brittany talk about that, it reminds me of exactly of what I saw there and got to do and experience. Uh, and I love that, but on a personal note, um, not personal for me so much, but I want to take, uh, the opportunity to cut to a clip from Russ talking about some of his favorite memories in diamond bear history. And I think when you get to know the history of the brewery, you get to hear it from the owner. It really helps elevate the overall experience of what you do before or after you visit Diamond Bear. Uh, so here's Russ. Well, probably the, the, my favorite memories are when we won our medals. Uh, when I was at the 2005 uh, Great American Beer Festival. And I think we had several beers there that year. And, um We'd struck out in four categories. And so they got to, and at that time, all the brewers were all together. It's like 500 to 1,000 gathered around the stage. And they announced them. And the bronze medal is blah. And the silver medal is blah. And I was like, well, crap, I guess we didn't win. And, and then they said, and the gold medal goes to Diamond Bear Brewing Company. And I was standing with Russ, the guy I talked to you about earlier, from Lakefront and some others. And I'm like, holy cow, it's us! I had to run up to the stage and got it. And uh, so that's one of the memories. And, you know, we served our beer at President Clinton's birthday, our presidential IPA. And I asked him, by the way, did you get that case of beer that I sent you? The first case that we did, when we packaged it. He said, Russ, I didn't get that case of beer. Somebody must have pilfered it. And I said, well, they must have, because I sent it to you. Yeah. So those are two fond memories. And, uh, you know, there's so many that I, it's hard sure. to say. But, you know, uh, we try to add an element of pleasantness to our community and pride. So those are the two things. We're trying to add something uh, that people appreciate and people are proud of. All right. So it comes that time of the podcast when we talk about our favorite beers and we asked Joe what his favorite beer is, and he refused to answer the question. But what he did is give us a recommendation of a beer flight. And I think that's, his, you know, for the brewer uh, at Diamond Bear, he has he loves these beers. These are his, his children, so to speak. 
I think having a flight recommendation is about as good as we're going to get. So here's yeah. Joe with his flight recommendation when you come into Diamond Bear. You've never been here before and you're walking in and you order a flight. I'm going to say Pillow. Absolutely. The, the very first thing you should try is the Pillow because it's, it's, it's what built the brewery. Um, two term, just because I love, I'm a hop head. Um, two term, I, I absolutely adore. And it's one of those beers that you could give it six months of aging and it's going to just be better after six months. Um, I would say two term, uh, start with the pale ale, go two term, then go blue. Absolutely. And then maybe try the uh, one of our seasonals like Irish Red or Fest when, when we've got it sure. on tap. All right. So, Ray, what's, what's your favorite beer from Diamond Bear? So this is going to surprise you, actually, because um, everybody knows that I'm an IPA guy. And I really, really enjoyed the IPAs from Diamond Bear. But the beer that spoke to me the most was the Irish Red. Okay, that does surprise like if me. I had, if I had to pick any, if I could only ever have one beer again from Diamond Bear, I would pick the Irish Red every time. Okay. Well, I mean, it's a good beer. It's a real it good really, beer. I was like, wow. It really yeah. surprised me, but it spoke to my taste, bros, on another level, man. Right. Well, that's good. Um, so, you know, I, th- I thought about this, and I, <clears throat> I've kind of gone back and forth. I really – so I took home a six-pack of their Fest, which is their Oktoberfest beer. And right, it was right. really, it's really good. Um, but so it started off as the blue golden lager was my favorite because it just, it's so crushable. And then it migrated toward their Oktoberfest beer, but now it's migrating back. I'm going to, it's gone back to the blue. Um, I think the blue golden lager is just so darn tasty, so drinkable. Um, and, and it's just so accessible to so many people. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to say the blue golden lager is my favorite. Um, beer. So, you know, you got a flight recommendation from Joe. Ray's favorite beer is the Irish Red. Mine's the Blue Golden Lager. Um, I think it's about time we wrap this up. Let's hear a cheers. Cheers. Uh, dude, I love those so much. That was a great cheers. But, dude, there's one thing that's super special to me about Diamond Bear that we just didn't talk about. We have to talk about it, Mike. What's that? The brewery tour. We we kind of hinted at it. Would you know Brittany's a tour guide? But, dude, the, the presentation they gave in, in walking us around was was special. I love the stories that they told. You know, they And I don't want to give too much away because I want people to experience this. But when you go back there, everything is named. And I love the naming schema and why they have the names. And uh, there's also a, a special guest that lives back there. I don't want to give that away either. <laughs> but there's somebody special that's always back there. It's like Joe's second best friend, um, which I think is super cool. But I really, I really love the tour, and I love that they made it a point to tell us that uh, we we make wort, we don't make beer. The yeast does that. True. So what I was going to preface it with is let's let's be quite honest. Like um, we had an excellent tour guide in Brittany. Yeah. Yeah. Super super personable, fun. Um, Joe the head brewer joined us on the tour, super knowledgeable, super passionate. Russ, uh, one of the owners joined us on the tour. 
super knowledgeable at the history, filled us in a lot. And and then Joe's wife was, or not Joe's wife, sorry, Russ's wife was also right, there. Russ's wife. And yep. she she filled us in here and there as well. So, you know, while, while the tour is great, um, we also had a great tour because we were lucky enough to score all those folks in our tour. So I encourage people, like if you go there, uh, and all these people are so personable and outgoing and nice. So, you know, when you're there, uh, just, you know, say, Hey, I'd like to get, you know, uh, is a tour available? And if so, you know, like let's, let's round up whoever we can. Cause I guarantee you, you get Brittany, you get Joe, you get Russ, you get any of them. And you ask them to talk about the beer. You ask them to talk about the brewery. You're going to get what we got. And that is a really cool, interesting, passionate, in-depth, personal connection to the brewery uh, through the stories, um, the history, and so forth. Absolutely, man. No, yeah, yeah, you totally topped it off there, dude. Excellent. Excellent representation of the tour that we got. And uh, I think we set the bar pretty high for everybody else when they go in to check it out. Um, but I think Diamond Bear and their staff will absolutely deliver. So, but you're right, Mike. It's about time to wrap this one up. So before we go, I got to remind everybody, Diamond Bear Brewing, 600 North Broadway in North Little Rock, Arkansas, 72114. Open Tuesday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Saturdays and Sunday, they open at 12 noon. They close at 8 on Saturday. And uh, it's pretty common. They close a little earlier on Sunday. They close the doors at 6 p.m. Be sure to visit them on their website at diamondbear.com. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Diamond Bear Brewing Co. And look them up on Twitter at Diamond Bear, excuse me, Diamond underscore Bear. Diamond underscore Bear on Twitter. So hit up their website, find them on social medias, give them those likes, those shares, and those follows, and uh, support local that way. And uh, Mike, why don't you summarize everything, and we'll close this out for the listeners. We had great beer. We had great food. We met great people. We had a very cool experience and a cool place. I don't think you can beat that. You know, I'm what I'm learning is that Arkansas is a hot spot for high quality beer, high quality people, and high quality experiences. And that's what we got at Diamond Bear as well. I encourage everybody to visit there. You know, there's a reason you and I have gone back several times at this point. Cause it's, it's, it's good beer and good people. It's good. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's what I got. I think everything's uh, high quality. Very good. So everybody, thank you so much for listening to another awesome episode of the Arkansas beer cast. And thank you also to the brewery and the Arkansas guild. <laughs> man, man, we're going to have to start that one over. That's right. So with that, Mike, I'm going to wrap it up here and say thank you to everybody listening to this podcast. And I got to remind you to check out the other episodes of the Arkansas Beer Cast. We've got a good number of them up at this point. Thank you for checking those out as well. And I got to say thank you to the Arkansas Guild of Brewers for this collaborative endeavor. And also, while you're on the social medias, be sure to check out hashtag DrinkARBeer. And we will see you all in another episode of the Arkansas Beer Cast. Adios. Thank you for joining us on the Arkansas Beer Cast. 
Be sure to explore more episodes and get your brewery passport stamped as you discover all the breweries of Arkansas. The Arkansas BeerCast is a collaborative project with the Arkansas Brewers Guild and Craft Beer Bucket List. You can find the Arkansas Brewers Guild at ArkansasBrewersGuild.com and we encourage you to find Craft Beer Bucket List wherever you get your podcasts.